All right, we are live for the Monday, July 12th edition of the MAOB Daily Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Adam Martin, and I'm joined by my co-host, as always, on Monday and Tuesdays, Mr. Big Marcel. What's up, man? Hey, what's up, man? All good. Uh, had some uh, good fights this weekend. Uh, the final of the Euros as well, so uh, we're done with, uh, with the football uh, stuff at this moment. Um, yeah, it was a good weekend, man. So I don't like I don't know a lot about football by any means, but I told my uh, my fiance is like a big soccer fan, uh, football fan. She's Portuguese, right? So she was rooting for them. Yeah. And then, like I said, we were rooting for Netherlands, and then they got knocked out. But we didn't really have a dog. We were just watching the game. But I, I called it, Marcel. I said it's going to be a one-one tie, and they're going to go to penalty kicks. That's what I said to her. So I, I predicted <laughs> it. So like I didn't put money on it though. I just predicted it. I should have put money on it. Oh well, next time. No, I'm kidding. I, I think I'm good with my MMA betting, guys. No. But uh, yeah, welcome to the show, guys. We're going to talk about UFC 264 today. So much to talk about, Marcel. I mean, we expected it to be a crazy card. I would say it definitely lived up to the hype. So yeah. let's dive right into it, man. Let's just do it. Um, bro, I got to give you a, some props here. Marcel went perfect 12-0, guys. So let's give Marcel some props, man. <laughs> you know, Marcel, it's hard to get a perfect card. I think I've did it once or twice now. Like, And that's in like you know nine years of picking fights or 10 years of doing it now. So it's tough, man. You know, I pick every fight in the card, obviously. I've been doing it forever. But even though, like, you can be good at this, you can still get one or two wrong, right? The fact you got 12 yeah. is very impressive. So congrats, man. It's super hard and super unexpected. It is. The last time, I think yeah. the last time I had it was with the, the McDonald against Safadine card in Canada. That yeah. One. It's been a while, right? Like, I've only had it yeah. twice, I think, ever. So it's hard to get a perfect card. Alex, what's up, man? Glad you're here for the chat, bro. Um, I, I don't know if you were in Vegas, Alex. Were you? You might have been there. I can't remember. Anyways, um... Man, I, let's talk about this card, Marcel. Let's just get right into it. Mm -hmm. Main event of the evening. Um, we both predicted Dustin would win, but let's be honest, guys. We didn't expect an injury to end the fight. Having said that, we got a lot. There's lots to unpack here. There's a lot to unpack here. So, in my opinion, Dustin was absolutely dominating the fight up to that point. Two of the judges scored 10-8. I think it's. I think it's definitely not a bad scorecard. You know, I, I don't know if I would have. I think maybe 10-9, but I don't think 10-8 is a terrible scorecard. So the point is. Dustin was on his way to winning that fight, in my opinion. I mean, Connor can always land a big punch, but Dustin, as soon as that fight hit the ground after that failed guillotine, it was just Dustin's fight. So I think Connor made a huge tactical error there. But as far as the break goes, now we're seeing um, videos of uh, an elbow blocking the kick. So I have experience with this myself. My right arm, I broke in 2013, Marcel. I broke it when I was punching um, a guy in um, sparring, and I went for a body shot. He put his elbows up, and I, my elbow hit like right here. And this is such a pointy part of the body, guys. Like, you could definitely break bones. Like, we've seen it happen before. So people are like, oh, like, how could this happen to such an elite athlete? I mean, it could happen to anyone. We're human beings. We have bones. Bones do break. For me, this is the only bone I've ever broken. Maybe that's Connor's only bone ever. I have no idea how many breaks he's had. But, you know, it's unfortunate to fight in that way. Having said that, guys, you can check my article at Expectation Sports. I'll plug it right now. I don't think we need to see a fourth fight. I think we know now who the better MMA fighter is. How many times do we have to run it back? Do we have to do 20 fights, Marcel, before Connor finally gets the upper hand? I think we know now, guys, that Dustin Poirier is the better fighter. You guys give me your thoughts, but I don't have interest in the fourth fight at all. It, it, you know, maybe five or six years down the road, guys, but I have no interest in it. And I agree with your answer, too. I thought so, too. I thought he could have ended it before the, the uh, horn, too. So, yeah, but give me your thoughts, Marcel. I'll talk about the stoppage and, and the fight. Yeah, man. I mean, I don't have to see a fourth fight. I mean, it doesn't make sense. Uh, I, listen, man, honestly, if this was the other way around, do you think Dana would have won a fourth fight? Definitely not. He wouldn't care, you know, no. because Connor won then in that, that, that way. So 
it's just stupid, you know. Uh, doesn't look good, like you said. Could have scored 10-8. I scored a 10-9 myself. I think that's because uh, listen, man, Connor got pretty got pretty battered in in, in, in certain uh, certain moments in that fight, but he also did some stuff back. Um, he, he was always also fighting dirty again with grabbing uh, Dustin. Grabbing gloves. gloves. Yep. Yeah. So um, yeah, I think Dustin also called him a dirt back in the in close fight interview because of it. Um, yeah, we don't have to see a fourth fight. Definitely not. We won't see it anytime soon because he's injured, obviously. Um, no, it's two to one for Dustin. I think the for for me this chapter is closed, to be honest. You know, and uh, listen, man, if it was if Connor dominated the first round and he got that injury, yeah. I, I could have seen uh, that they wanted to have a fourth fight, but it's not that way, you know. Dustin looked good, I think. Uh, only uh, Connor started to look good with, with this low, with this leg kicks, you know. But um, Dustin took over. I think yeah. we should be done with this fight. We st- stop making fights because you want because you want the other fighter to win. It's just stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So John Kavanagh came out saying yesterday, this, the Connor's coach, obviously, he said that there was an ankle injury. I believe he said during their training camp. But now we know mm-hmm. it was a broken leg. So I, I don't know. A lot of people are saying this is they can't make excuses. I'm not so sure. I, I mean, really, really have no idea. But there was probably something there pre-existing that obviously just shattered whenever it hit the bone on um, Poirier's elbow there, Marcel. It was probably bound to happen at some point. I mean, these guys, like, <laughs> the amount of kicks and punches and stuff they throw, they're bound to break a bone here. It's just crazy how there's been, I counted it, guys, four broken legs in UFC history, right? Anderson Silva, um, Corey Hill, late Corey Hill. And then obviously Weidman and then Connor now. Two of the four broken legs happened this year. How crazy is that, right? So a pretty crazy way to end the fight, guys. Um, but again, I, I feel like I don't want to see this fight again. I, I like I, I'm looking forward to seeing Dustin and, and Connor. Let me just check what the betting line is. I know it's out right now. Let me just double check that line, guys. Um, Dustin Poirier didn't, right now minus one fifty eight. Charles Oliveira plus one thirty four. Go ahead. What did you say? Then Carlos Condit also broke his leg, or was that in uh, possibly? I mean, there there might have been other fighters that have, but those are the ones I can remember where the fight ended because they broke their leg. Oh yeah, okay. I, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, Condit did actually. I don't know if he broke yeah, his leg, though, but something. It was like an injury for sure. So it might have yeah. been. Yeah. Um, Deer against Woodley. Yeah. Um, Deer Dancer says only if he beats Charles for the title will they book the fourth fight. Yeah. I'm not saying they won't. I'm just saying, guys, like, I feel like there's other options for Connor, you know, whenever he comes back. There's an ATS fight. I think that's a better fight to make. I think Tony Ferguson 100%. is a good fight, too, guys. I think that's a nice fight. Um, there's a lot of guys. Justin Gaethje still a good fight, too. That'd be a fun fight, right? So there's lots of fights for him. We don't have to run this back, in my opinion. Or against his Dustin uh, Oliveira. Amazingly cool fight. At plus 150 fire. I like Chuck. Submission prop, perhaps. Yeah, I have to look at the fight more. But he definitely has a chance to submit him, for sure. I mean, um, Poirier's been submitted before by uh, Korean Zombie. And I think it's Maybe one other guy I can't remember now. But, yeah, I mean, I, I, or Khabib, of course. <laughs> the guy I can't remember because he's not fighting right now, I guess. But, uh, yeah, Marcel, you know, as far as Dustin's performance, I mean, I thought he looked phenomenal. And um, what do you think about the fight with Charles Oliveira? Because I think that's going to be next. So do you think he's, you think he should be a favorite? Because right now he's the favorite. Yeah, I think he should. Uh, I think Poirier should be favored, to be really honest, man. I think um, he, he has both stand-up and on the ground very good, you know what I mean? And Charles has improved stand-up as well, but I don't think he's on the level of Poirier there. But on the ground, Charles is a huge threat, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's a super fun fight, I think. I would really love to see it uh, in November or December, whatever. But uh, yeah, it's a, gr- it's a great fight, to be honest. And uh, let's hope they can put it together. Now, as far as the trash talking stuff goes, we saw some videos now, guys, and I'm sure you guys have seen it floating around. Um, there's like an alternate angle of uh, 
where Connor's talking to, I guess, Joe Rogan on the ground when he had the broken leg. And he starts saying he's going to, I think he said he's going to shoot Dustin and his wife in their sleep or something. Like he said some, some pretty uh, vulgar stuff. So do you think it's gone a little bit too far with Connor now with the death threats and stuff? Or do you think it's just part of the game? I have zero compassion for him. I, I really mean that. I have zero compassion. When he, listen, man, I, now maybe I sound like, like a dirtbag. When I went in Burgess Lag, it was like karma, dude. I don't give a fuck. You know, if you cross certain lines, I really don't give a fuck, man. Uh, and even some people I've watched with some worse things. I'm not going to say that here. But um, I really have zero compassion. You know what I mean? If you, at a certain moment, uh, you and it's fake as well. You know what I mean? Why why you are nice in the second fight and you are like like this in the third fight? It's just, just stupid to me, you know? And um, you really, you know, I really don't like it. That's why I also really don't dig those pressers. And that's why I said last time, the old Connor, the old Connor doesn't exist anymore in the octagon, man. Mm. The old Connor is gone, you know. Uh, those those guys have all surpassed him. You know what I mean? Yep. And um, yeah, I really I can't have any compassion with him, to be honest, man. Sorry, I I, I might sound like a dick, but normally I would be like, listen, with Jacare, with Whiteman, with Anderson Silva, I feel really bad for them. I don't feel bad for Connor at all. So here's the thing: he's he's lost to Khabib and Dustin, right? So you can't really say shot, but I definitely think it's fair to say he's not in his prime anymore, guys. I think he still beats a lot of guys. I think he beat Tony Ferguson. I think that's a winnable fight for Connor, and that's a top five guy, right? But I think the height of his career really was 2016 when he fought Nate Diaz, Eddie Alvarez, and, and even the year before that where he fought Aldo. They fought four those guys. He fought four fights within a calendar year. That was the best version of Connor we ever saw. The mistake he made, and I don't know if it was a mistake necessarily because he's made millions off this guy. He's potentially could be even more, I mean, with what he could make in the future. But going to boxing and, and fighting Floyd Mayweather, taking a couple of years off of MMA Marcel, it really, you know, set his MMA career back. So he did make a lot of money for that Floyd fight, and the UFC did as well. But, yeah, I mean, since then, Marcel, one in three now. He did knock out uh, Cerrone, guys, but come on, you guys all saw that fight too. Cerrone just kind of turtled up after that kick and didn't seem like he wanted to be. It was a shoulder strike, like, basically finished him. Like, that was a weird, weird finish in that fight. He just didn't want to be in there, so... You know, we've seen the last two fights, uh, Connor's cardio, the durability, everything's just going out the window, guys. So, again, I, I'm not going to write him off completely. He's only 32, I think, right now. He's turning 33 uh, tomorrow or on Wednesday, actually. So, you know, this injury is going to be interesting, though. Like, how's he going to bounce back from it? Because you look at a guy like Anderson Silva, never bounced back from his, really. Um, a lot of guys just never bounce back from these serious injuries. Um, maybe Connor's the guy that can do it. Let me get this comment. Borgen says, Connor was nice the first time. It was a form of manipulation. It didn't work, so he reverted back to intimidation. Also, didn't work. No, no, it didn't. I will say he looked pretty good in the feet with the with the kicks in the first yeah. two minutes of the fight, but the mistake he made, guys, was going for that guillotine. I don't know what he was thinking. Going for a guillotine on Dustin Poirier will never work if you're yeah. Conor McGregor. End up on his back. <laughs> Dustin smashing with elbows. What was he thinking? At the last point is going to make more solid. Let you finish it off. He needs to go to a different camp. He needs to get away from the yes men at SPG. They're, they're, don't get me wrong. John Cabin is a good coach, guys. Don't get me wrong, but it's time for him to go to a different camp. GSP said this. Eddie Alvarez said this. You've got to go to a camp where they're pushing you every day. You don't want to go, where they're beating you up. That's what he needs to do, not where he's just beating up some guys. That's He didn't need to do that. Let me get Cole's comment, then I'll let you finish, Marcel. Let me get Cole's comment quickly. Cole said this is the best way for Carter to lose. Him and his fans can claim he never lost. Say it's one uh, one, even though he was well on his way to winning. I agree with that too, Cole, because there's some like ambiguity. Cole says, even though Kavanaugh, for some reason, thinks they're going to finish this in the second, that is delusional talk, guys. That's crazy. I even saw like some Irish fans were like, hey, that's not what was happening in the fight. Like, you don't have to like lie to the fans. Marcel, you got the final word on Dustin Connor. Go ahead. 
Yeah, man, I mean, uh, to, to reply to what you say about switching to cams, the thing is the dude has a lot of money, you know, you know, and he's not taking directions from anything from anybody else, I think. So I think it's a very tough task to go to another camp and to yeah, gotta really respect the guy if you get if you go to another camp, you know. Um I, I don't see it really happening, but uh, it would be good for him, of course. But man, the press conference, man, before the fight, that was absolutely horrible to be honest man it was like uh kindergarten bullshit you know it, it wasn't even clever or, or even funny man actually Poirier, Poirier made the more clever comments about Connor than Connor did about Poirier you know and that's Connor always out clevered people with presses with replies and that kind of stuff I wasn't there this time so I, I don't know man but also like you know with uh, the second round would be different what did John Kavanaugh thought, man, that Connor could bring a knife or something in, in the second round or something? I mean, what the hell is, is this delusional or something? It's so stupid, you know? And it's uh, also, man, why the hell does Joe Rogan go sit with Connor and interview him, man? I wouldn't even give him that chance at that moment. You know what I mean? And definitely if he's screaming, uh, uh, yeah, uh, things you can't say on camera, you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know, man. The UFC just loves to bang on corner. They are also you. You remember they were so disgusted with him throwing that pro, that trolley to, through the window, and they keep promoting that shit on every single uh, 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 promo I saw for this fight. It's like I wonder who, who are the real dirtbags here. You know what I mean? But yeah, whatever. Yeah, let me get uh, Cole's or uh, Daniel's comment actually. Sorry, hey Daniel. Connor's ego is consistently been. Poirier rematch was a terrible idea. Could be off a year lay off reckless. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, he's he, it's obviously a great fighter. He thought he could beat them. But no, I just saw a really good quote on Twitter, guys, from Dominic Cruz. Let me read this to you guys. I, it's a really good quote. He said, after, mo uh, after multiple losses like that, you tend to sit on your hands and shut up. We're not seeing that from Connor. We're not seeing the silence. We're not seeing humility. There's a position where you have to get where you get smashed sometimes, you have to accept that as a fighter. This is part of why we do martial arts, is to accept the losses and the wins and grow for them. When you don't accept these losses, how do you grow? How do you fill the gap? I just think that's such a good quote, man. That is so true. Yeah. And you know what? That, that that goes beyond MMA. That goes in just life in general. When you, for me personally, I whenever I make a mistake, I try to learn from it. You know what I mean? Like I always want to learn from it. And I I'm a guy that really I, I used to be way harder on myself, but I still am. But when I do screw up myself, I'm hard on myself because I, I don't want to make that mistake again. You know? But we're not seeing that for cars. Just excuses. That's what we're seeing from the back. You know, you know man. It's like when I made a mistake, I'm, I'm pissed about it and I want to do better. You know what I mean? But I, it's like the th the thing also is like if you now ask the certain Connor fans, and it's pretty bad in the Netherlands over here, actually, man, with those fans. They are all uh, jump on that hype train when Connor came on. And they are now like, uh, the UFC is nothing without Connor. And that the UFC was never there without Connor. It's like, guys, it's not because you started to watch the UFC when Connor was the guy doesn't mean that the UFC wasn't anything before that. You know what I mean? And yeah. of course, he, he elevated certain things in the UFC. I'm not going to downgrade that at all, you know? But certain things, you know, I, I, I don't get that, man. It's like, it's it's really, the, the, for me, MMA is also a lot about respect, you know? And I know for, for most guys, mixed martial artists, it's about respect. Mm -hmm. And with Connor, it's totally not. And with his fans, it's actually more worse, even more worse, you know. They, I mean, I said on a, on a Dutch forum, there was uh, they, they showed a clip with uh, RDA and Connor uh, mm -hmm. for after the weigh ins, and I said, like, RDA is such a great sportsman and uh, that uh, awesome guy, uh, really respect him. And somebody on there said, 
pull out merchant. That's like, dude, serious? And another one. That's like, dude, he, he pulled out twice out of uh, in thirteen time in thirteen years. I mean, what what are you talking about? And then he deleted his comment. It's like those people, man. Those people pissing me off. And there are so many in the Netherlands over here, man. For those kind of people, the 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 how do you say that? The newspapers on the internet over here, man. Not no nothing anytime about MMA, nothing about the UFC, about Bellator, whatever. But when Connor fights, we have a whole page <laughs> about Connor. Yeah. Connor's uh, uh, bought new uh, boxer shorts. Connor bought new clothes. Bonner bought a new hat. Bonner Connor bought a new watch. You know what I mean? It's just stupid to me, you know. And the the narrative over here is that he is uh, the listen. He's the biggest star in the sport. But he's not the biggest fighter and the best fighter in the sport. You know what I mean? And that's what the narrative here is. You know, and it's it's really annoying me to be really honest. Sorry, guys, if I'm going too, no, no, too no, much. It's okay. It's really it's annoying. Okay. Um, you know, I was just going to quickly say you uh, you mentioned Rafael dos Anjos. I forgot to even talk about him. He's another guy that Connor can fight instead. Like that fight's right there mm -hmm. for Connor too, guys. Like that's a fight I still want to see. That fight. I, I think yeah, that's a good fight. Yeah, that's a great fight. There's so much heat there. So I think I think. <laughs> The, the goal was if he lost to set those guys up probably, but now that he broke his leg, they probably have to do something else, right? So that's what I'm digging. Um, Dustin's going to fight Charles and Connor. We'll have to fight someone else. We'll see what happens, guys. Let's move on from this one. I'll get this last comment from Daniel. He said, ignore them, Marcel. Yeah, he's right. But you know, Connor's good for clicks and that that's and good for views and eyeballs and everything, but the good comes with the bad. All right, let's go to the other fight. Yeah, you, know, you know what? The, right, you know what? Last is, thing. But those, those people also don't want to learn, man. If you tell yeah. them like, uh, go back, watch all their fights, uh, learn about the sport. Now Connor is like, oh man, and it's not even worse as it's on Twitter, man. But it's really in the Netherlands is bad. You know what I mean? And I don't know what that is. It's like. It's bothering me for years, honestly, and many people know it's bothering me for years. And I get always called a conorator over here. I'm not a conorator, but I'm just a realist. You know what I mean? And that's all. That's fair. All right, let's talk about the other fights in the car. Let's talk about Komi and event. I mean, this fight was fans. The fans were booing this one pretty hard. Let's be honest, guys. Gilbert Burns defeats Stephen Thompson by unanimous decision. I mean, he did what he had to do to win the fight. Um, it wasn't the most exciting fight. I, I, you know, don't necessarily agree with all the the hate hatred toward the guy now because you know. How else do you beat Wonder Boy? You're supposed to stand with him? Like, this is the way to beat him. So he did nothing wrong. And I saw, I think I saw you tweet about this too, Marcel. So yeah, I, I mean, listen, I get it. If you're a fan paying to see a ticket, at that point of the night, you're probably a little bit tired, you're probably a little bit drunk. You want to see someone get knocked out, coming off that two days of fight, and you just see a guy, you know, basically laying on top of the guy. But at the same time, this is MMA, guys. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean, that's, he had to do what he had to do to win. I don't have a problem with the way Burns fought at all. Um, not Again, not the most exciting fight. It's not going to earn a title shot or anything, but... He did what he had to do. So, Marcel, your thoughts? Gilbert showed an amazing fight IQ in this fight. You know that? I mean, this is the way how he was supposed to win. And he pulled that off. You know, uh, that impressive to me. You know, it's not easy to win against Thompson. And people are like, it's boring. Listen, man, the only guy who had a spectacular win against Thompson was Anthony Pettis, and he was behind on the scorecards, and he had a, a kind of a, I don't want to say fluke, because that sounds really nasty, but it was kind of a fluke knockout, because, you know, it it, it was, let's be honest, and, and that looked good for, for Pettis, but nobody has a as a fun uh, experience with Thompson if he wins. You know, you can see the Woodley fight. Woodley had a boring fight with him. Uh, you saw uh, Darren Till. 
he had a close fight with him. Wasn't that boring because it was in Liverpool and those people went crazy about that fight. So the people were happy with that one. Then you have to fight with um, um, what's that, what's what's his name again? Uh, he lo he lost another one. With, it was also another Matt great Brown? fight. He lost to Matt Brown earlier. Yeah, yeah, I, I can't remember that. Better wrestle. I don't know anymore which one I mean, mm -hmm. but um, you know, against Wonder Boy, it's hard to win. If if it's a good fight for Wonder Boy, he's mostly on the winning on the winning end of the fight, and if it's if it's a bad fight, he, he mostly on the losing end of the fight. You know what I mean for the for the viewers. So it's a perfect game plan by Burns, man. I'm actually, I, I was really 50-50 on this fight. You know that. I picked Burns because I thought if he could use his ground game, he could win this fight and he could get a decision. I had a feeling he could do it, but I was really on the fence about it as well because Burns loves to fall in love with his striking all the time. You know what I mean? And that's not a good thing with Thompson, with a guy who has more the reach advantage and that kind of stuff. But good win by Burns, man. What can you say, man? He, he came back from the Usman fight where he got stopped. And a bounce back fight against Thompson is super tough, man. But he did it, mm. you know. Uh, yeah, he him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah it was a, it, like I think you made a great point. Fight IQ. I mean, that's that's it. Yeah. It was a close fight, and he got the takedowns, and in a close fight, and you know had enough control where the judges ended up giving it to him. I thought it was three twenty seven for some reason. It's twenty nine twenty eight across the board. I don't know why I was thinking that. I guess I had a you had, I had 27, right? yeah. I, I think I did sport because I think there was that one round that ended with them punching each other like, 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 yeah. like two robots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe that's the round they gave the top. So let me get these comments. Alex says, I felt Connor's loss was similar to Ronda's. Her aura left and then she got finished by Amanda. Yeah, but I, I agree in a way, but also at the same time, I agree with Cole earlier when he said because the loss ended with the injury, there's always that sense of like what could have happened. So I kind of agree with Cole a little bit more on this one, although, you know, it's a good point. What are you going to say? The only difference is that Ronda totally vanished off earth after mm -hmm. that second loss and Connor keeps talking all the time, you know? And uh, Ronda also had a really difficult time to to admit that she lost for some reason you know I, I have the feeling she still don't want to talk about those fights so i i don't know but uh, I, i'm like you can rather be quiet than talk a lot of shit while it's not 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 the way you should do it you know what i mean mm -hmm. you know who else fell off the face of the planet and popped up on saturday night? bjorn Rebney. we'll talk about that little tweet a yeah little what the hell man what the hell <laughs> He, yo, I, I I had to do the story on it today. Chris told me to do it. I, I like I was looking at his Instagram. He hasn't posted in years, like on his Twitter in years. He was part of that MMA FA or something. It was like a fighters yeah, association, yeah, yeah. and the GSP TJ Kane Velasquez Cerrone. Oh, I, think. I can't remember, but yeah, yeah, didn't end up working out. But yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, get these last couple of comments oh, on. Oregon says I can see UFC wanting Burns Edwards. Yeah, they, it's possible because you know Edwards is not coming off the most impressive fight. Um, I still think yeah. that Edwards. Well, I still think he deserves a title shot. Covington's getting it next, though. And I think you're right about doing it in the same card as uh, Covington Usman, too, because it's like insurance in case someone gets hurt. I, I kind of wish they gave RDA a fight for this card. They could have given him someone on the card, like just so he fought. You know what I mean? But I guess he got right. paid probably something, anyways, for, for making weight. Uh, you going to say something? No, no. I okay, just, let me, uh, let me last okay. comment here. Uh, Daniel says, as the foreign fighter who's getting booed, double booed due to grappling. I don't like the fans had Bird's decision on topology. Nice job, uh, Daniel. Nice sharp read, guys, on that one. He wishes he bet on it. Yeah, I mean, we all have those fights. Hey, Ken sure, what's up, man? He says, 1.8 million people revised says Connor isn't done for Moses of Dana White and the UFC execs. Yeah, he's saying do the fourth and fifth fight. It, you know what? 
I will say this. If, if there's going to be any fight where you're going to have the, like the first time four and five fights happen in UFC history, it could be this fight, you know? I just don't want to see anytime soon. I'm not saying like a couple of years down the road you can't do it, but right now I just think there's more interesting fights, guys. That's my opinion. Now, tied to Vesa, man. Wow, what a knockout. Unbelievable. Greg Hardy actually rocked him, Marcel, in this fight, and he did the chicken dance and then just landed an amazing combination. Greg made it like a mistake where he just like leaped in. You can't do that because you got to tie it. It's that hard. So unbelievable knockout and such an amazing celebration, guys. Jumping on top of the cage, drinking a beer in the octagon with the shoey, which I think is disgusting, but I think it's cool to watch. But I wouldn't do it myself. He's been doing it all week. Dude, that seems like a bad idea, especially during like these COVID times. We're like, ugh, I don't want to think about it. But what a knockout, man. Give me your thoughts. You know, he normally does it with it as well. You know, he spits first in the shoe and then he does the, the beer in it. So that's even disgusting, more disgusting. Uh, I'm going about the fight, but that you also saw after the fight when he got a shoey from somebody and somebody put some dust to pour oh, in it. Oh, it's so gross. I couldn't believe that. <laughs> oh, man. Like, beer, like, I don't mind the taste of beer, but beer with hot sauce and a, uh, and a shoe? <laughs> I mean, he's on the adrenaline rush, right? But yeah, I mean, he, you know what? He was the first guy who was ever wasted by the time he got to the, like, from the the octagon to the to the exit. <laughs> he was completely drunk already, Marcel. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what a knockout. What, what's next? Yeah, that's amazing, uh, amazing knockout, man. I think um, he got, like you said, he got rocked, he got wobbled, but uh, he came back. Perfect knockout. Um, yeah, somebody in the top 15 for sure, you know. Uh, yeah. And what you have, you can do, you can Pavlovich, for example. Mm -hmm. you, you, you I was thinking that, Patrick Marks, oh my God, that would be such a good fight, man. Someone's getting knocked out. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, man. Give me some more some more options for this guy, man. That's a crazy one. Walter, Walter Harris, Sergei Pavlovich, um, Spivak, he lost to, Ivanov, he lost to. Um, which end are between, between Ivanov and, and Spivak? Aspinall. Dog yeah, is... Aspinall would be would be cool. I think Aspinall would be cool, man. Uh, young up and comer against Trivasa, who was once a young up and comer. He's still young, but he had he had some he had some uh, he had three losses in a row. Now he has three losses, uh, three wins in a row. So I would be fun, man. Who's who's at this moment the bigger uh, the bigger prospect? Uh, you know what? There's, here's a couple other guys. I like the Wall Harris one too. Wall Harris is ranked 11 in the division. I don't know how, man. That's yeah. crazy to me. The other guy is Augusto Sakai, who I think is kind of a fraud in the top 10 too, guys. He could fight him at number nine and get in the top 10. I think they really yeah. do like Ty. He's really popular with the fans. I think it's time he gets a big push. He did have those losses, but he's learned from them. He's gotten better. He wasn't like Connor making excuses. Ty went back to the grind and got better, and I like what he's done. Let me get these comments, yeah. guys. And sure says, Ty kills me. I can't stand the shoe. It's gross. It's so <laughs> nasty, but it's so jokes. Me and my fiance are watching. We were laughing. It's really entertaining. Like The guy knows how to entertain the fans. It's not just what you do with in the in the cage, guys. It's also what you do with your personality too. And this guy has a great personality. I love this guy, man. Um, Ken Shiro says my parlay is from prelims and main good until Greg Hardy feel my parlay. That sucks, man. <laughs> and people, three people spit in the shoes before Ty drank the beers. Yeah. I, I couldn't do it, bro. Uh, Daniel Edwards says to be fair, UFC between O'Malley, to Vesa Prey, McGregor, they had a good cast of characters. Oh yeah. We'll talk about those fights. <laughs> Imagine while you're drinking, you feel those that that uh, the other people spit in your mouth. Oh, bro, bro. <laughs> Marcel, we're, we have a children, we have a PG rated show here, guys. Come on, Marcel. Um, has two days of exposure. Yeah, that'd be a good fight. I think Bozer also deserves a top 15 guy. I think they both, yeah, do, yeah. you know, they both do at this point. Um, two bases is only 28. Yeah, yeah. And he's still young, man. He really is. Great crossover appeal. Seems like a good guy. Oh, the Spice Girls entrance was awesome. That was one of the better theme songs. Like, 
again, you know, you know, I watch, I watch every card of my fiance now, which is awesome. Uh, I love her, man. And she's great. You know, she's Portuguese, so she does all the interpretations <laughs> and she's great. Um, it's funny that Jennifer Maya fight, she wasn't there. She was actually uh, eating dinner and, uh, apparently the, the, the interpreter said something wrong because Tiago uh, Akamura messaged me and was like, the, the, the interpreter didn't, he messed up. Jennifer Mai doesn't want a title shot. Next, she wants it one more win. So, Because I was like, why is she asking for a title shot? Anyways, but yeah, I think that'd be good. Um, anything else you want to say about this fight? Or you want to move on to the uh, the other fights? We can move on, but I really enjoyed this fight. It was I did too. Fight. It was a lot of fun. And he definitely deserved the bonus for 50K. Okay. Yeah. Um, Irene Aldana, I mean, she would have got a bonus. Actually, Dana White said she, she was going to get a bonus. And then reporter was like, oh, she missed weight and <laughs> blew her cover. And I was, I, like, I, was oh. like, I was like, snitch. I know he snitched <laughs> on her a little bit. I mean, it was a good question that he asked because he didn't really snitch on her. He was like, does, does because she missed weight affect who she's going to be matched up with? And then he was like, oh, she missed weight. Yeah, no, she doesn't get a bonus. So, I mean, it yeah. was a great knockout, though. I mean, like I said, Marcel, I, I picked Yannick. Yeah, you obviously yeah. got the right pick here. I thought Yannick, you know, Yannick looked pretty good. Like, she was doing what exactly what I thought. High work rate, but you know what? She wasn't as strong in the clinch as I thought, and Irene really was strong there, and then that left hook and the grounded pound. Wow. So, um, I mean, she yeah. hasn't fought the champ yet, guys. I know she lost to Holly Holm, but I, I think she could fight the champ. He's saying Aldona at 145. I think, I mean, 135, but 145 too. Yeah, sure. I mean, if she can't make 135, why don't they just do – like, what's the difference, really? Like, they can just say, okay, we'll fight for Amanda's belt 145 instead. Like, I don't know. She said she, she said she had her menstrual cycle. That's what she said. Yeah. She said she had her period. She said, And Yana was like, that's bullshit. You know, I've had my period during fight week, and I didn't miss weight. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there is something to that. I'm not a woman. I don't know, guys, but I'm sure there is something to that. But at the same time, I don't know if you can give a title shot off of weight miss. That's the thing. So what's your thoughts? Yeah, it's difficult, man. You know, um, the thing is that that division is pretty difficult because you have uh, so such a dominant champion over there. Um, Aldana looked really good, I think. Uh, the thing is, normally you would say like when somebody misses weight, you you might favor the other. But I totally had a difficult oh, a difference here that she she actually weighed in at one thirty nine, I think. And there was still a lot of time to go, but she just said my my body can't go any more back. So she didn't try to get to 135, you know. So I was pretty confident in my pick because of that as well. Um, the thing is, the right thing to do for the UFC is to put Aldana against your man around me. That's the right thing to do and let the winner of that fight fight Nunez. But we all know there is no contender actually for Nunez. You know, Nunez is going to fight Pena. Uh, I already give you my pick, guys. Nunez is going to win that fight. And uh, then uh, probably Aldana gets it next, you know, because what they're going to do, for example, imagine you do Aldana against the randomly and the randomly wins. They have to do Nunez, uh, the randomly for the third time. And they don't want to do that, you know. So that, that's the thing. And you still have also Aspen Lad. So maybe if Aspen Lat wins against Shay Song or Shay Song wins against Lat, we can do it against Aldana. I don't know. Maybe Dude, and you're forgetting with someone else. There's one other fighter who's making. He's coming back this week, guys. Misha Tate's fighting this weekend. If Misha Tate goes in there and makes a noise against Mary Renault, it's possible she get that rematch. It's it is possible. They fought UFC 200. Who knows? Um, definitely in this division. Yeah. Daniel says I thought and this division is weak, man. So is one 135, 145 are both really weak. Um, thought about Aldana. She's big enough for 145. She looked huge. Yeah, she's strong. She's big. She's good. It's just hard to give a title shot off a weight miss. But in this division, it's possible. I just think Aspen Ladd and Chase on the winner of that might get it just because if they don't miss weight, you know, Aspen Ladd's miss weight. She missed against Durandini, right? So um, mm -hmm. hopefully she doesn't. Okay, 
I can't wait to talk about this fight, guys. We got half an hour left. We're gonna have to go through the rest um, a little bit faster. But this fight, I do want to spend a little bit of time on because this fight was unbelievable and <laughs> not necessarily in a good way. Because I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna say this: anytime you're saying this guy is super tough, he's got an amazing chin, he's probably getting his ass kicked, which yeah. is exactly what happened in this fight. Chris Butino got battered from bell to bell in this fight, but my God, what heart that this kid had, man! I mean, this was an amazing fight. I love this fight. Definitely deserve fight of the night. I love that they both got the bonus. And this kid quit his job at a paint factory. Um, he was working 80 hours a week, he said, which is crazy, plus training. Quit his job, comes to the UFC, and now he gets a bonus against O'Malley and gets you know tons of respect from the fans, other fighters, everyone. So even though he lost, we're talking about him right now. We're not talking about O'Malley. We'll talk about O'Malley in a second, but I want to talk about Moutinho, man. What a chin, Marcel. I'm super happy for him he got fight of the night, but I don't think it was fight of the night, to be really honest. And that's because I think a one-sided beatdown should have been a fight of the night, you know what I mean? Uh, for me, Pereira and Price was the fight of the night. But um, the thing is, I'm super happy for the guy he got the bonus. I mean, 75K for a guy, first UFC fight is amazing, I think. But listen, man, you know he, it, that he was super tough, but he could. Uh, some guys would have been stopped in the first round with what happened. You know what I mean? So we, we people are praising the UFC with this replacement. I'm absolutely not praising the UFC with this replacement because they are now making a kind of a narrative that they had a good replacement. This, listen, man, Moutinho is not a bad fighter at all, and he has a crazy chin, you know? Man, respect for the dude, you know? But that, well, this wasn't a good fight at all, you know what I mean? Uh, this was a one-sided beatdown, and... I was super pissed at Herb Dean that he came in 20 seconds before the third round. It's like Herb, do you have uh, do you have a TKO third round bet or something? You know, because he could have stopped that fight way earlier if he wanted that, and then you're gonna stop that fight 20 seconds before, and it's an absolute bitch move. You know what I mean? And uh, I was really upset with that. I, I kind of kept it nice on Twitter, but I was really upset by that. And I mean, O'Malley, O'Malley did what he had to do. He he just couldn't put him away. You know, that, that was the thing. And, uh, you know, I, I, people say O'Malley's stock uh, went down. I don't know if that's true, you know. But um, a good win for O'Malley, what he had supposed to do. I think many people think, listen, man, let's be honest. Any other guy they would have picked, uh, he would have probably got stopped with punches. You know what I mean? Moutinho yeah. did it. <laughs> Crazy. You know, I think uh, your your fiance was pretty, uh, how do you say that, proud of her Moutinho. Yeah, she's Portuguese. You know, she didn't, she yeah. doesn't, she, the only other guy I think there is, is Manel Cape, I believe is, but yeah. also um, uh, Pedro Carvalho. And she's like, oh, Pedro Carvalho sucks. He just got knocked out his last fight. So she's like, we need a new guy. And she likes Moutinho now, right? She's yeah. like, oh my God. She was like, I've never seen a guy just walk forward eating punches like that. <laughs> like the guy's chin was amazing. So I mean, like I said, I, I'm happy for the kid, but um, I hate the stoppage too. And I'll tell you why, because we've never really seen stoppage like that before, really. Like I can't think of where the ref just stops it. Like that's a boxing stoppage. You don't see that in yeah. MMA. You do see stoppages standing TKOs when the guy's against the fence, getting yeah. loaded against the fence. I have no problem with those ones. He was in open space. He was not done. Don't like the stoppage. Don't like it at all. So I think that was a, a bad stoppage, but whatever. It is what it is. Um, either way, the kid had a great performance. And for O'Malley, Morgan says he needs to be at least one top 25 guy before he gets top 15. I mean, it wasn't his fault that, that obviously, Spoker pulled up. But Spoker wasn't top 15 either. So I think, you know, it's time for you to get someone in the top 15 probably. But if he doesn't either, who knows? Um, yeah, I mean, the, I agree. I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. There's the least head movement probably ever seen of a fighter, ever. <laughs> Like, I don't think I've ever seen someone just, like, 
this guy didn't do anything. He just walked forward like this. It was crazy. It was like a zombie coming at you. It was a bad movie. Stole the decision. I agree. Terrible, terrible stoppage. Daniel Edwards, Herb Dean saved my parlay. Dude, everyone had that. It would have been, it was actually, um, the, the prop on uh, O'Malley inside a distance was minus 400, but the prop on him by decision was plus 685 or something. Like, so that would have been a big upset itself if you just made the 15 minutes, and he almost did. So I, I just think that it was a mistake by Herb Dean or whatever. Let's go a little bit faster through these fights. Max Griffin, Carlos Condit, a pretty solid fight between two welterweights. Max Griffin gets a late takedown, seals the deal. Um, they traded jerseys after and signed each other's jerseys. That's super cool. I love to see that. Uh, quick thoughts on this one. Yeah, solid fight, man. I was 50-50 uh, on it before, you know, because very un inconsistent both. And it showed, man. The first round was for Griffin. The second round went for Condit. And the third round was like 50-50. Mm -mm, and then Max Griffin pretty much stole the round in, in the last one and a half, two minutes, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Um, overall, a solid fight. Nothing special, I think. And a good win for Griffin. The biggest win of his career, pretty much, in my opinion. Yeah, I... I well, I mean, a, a name value, yeah. He's Griffin definitely deserves someone in the top. Fifteen. So, I'm not sure who, who it, it's got like. Uh, uh, I don't know. Has he fought Jeff Neal yet? That'd be a good fight. Maybe Jeff. Has he fought them? Have they fought? Oh, I don't think the next one here. Yeah, you know uh, what? do you think one fight? But I thought they would give it to O'Malley. But I actually agree with you. I thought that Price um, and Prairie was because to me it was the most competitive fight in the card. This was an absolute war, Marcel. And Prairie definitely deserved a decision because he won those first two rounds. But that third round was about as close to a 10 as it gets where it's not a 10 8 because it was almost a, a crazy comeback from um, Mr. Nico Price. Give me your thoughts on this one. Yeah, it's, it was a fun fight. I think it should have been fight of the night. It was very competitive. I think the first two rounds went to Michelle Pereira, and Price almost got a draw out of it with a 10-8 in the third round. But I think 10-9 was justified. So, uh, yeah, I scored a 29-28 for Pereira. Uh, it was, was, was like advertised, man. A fun fight for two fighters, which always bring the violence. So, yeah, it was a fun fight. Like I, like I said, man, win, lose, draw, or no contest. I love Nico Price, man. Always comes to scrap. So, uh, and I stand still stand by that. I mean, the guy is just so exciting, you know. Like again, he did lose on the scorecards, and he technically is, well, he hasn't won in three straight fights now. But I mean, we but we all know he's like a borderline top fifteen guy. He's good. Um, man, Ilya Tupuria is coming out party, Marcel. We both called it here. Just an absolute beatdown on Ryan Hall. Ryan Hall just going for these like weird takedowns. They've worked in the past for him. Did not work in this fight. Ilya did his homework. Homework. Um, the kid's unbelievable. He's only twenty four years old, Marcel. I think this guy deserves a top fifty opponent, and not only that, Marcel. I think we could be looking at a future champion here, guys. I honestly believe that. I don't think it's crazy to say that. I, I think this guy is really good. He's only 24 years old. He's already 11 and 0. Ten of those wins are by stoppage. He's extremely well-rounded. I honestly believe we could be looking at a future world champion here. What do you think, Marcel? Yeah, man, we both high on him, man. Already before he came in the UFC, you know, and uh, he's, an, I think he's an amazing fighter, man. His striking is coming together as well, you know. And uh, before that, he was pretty much beating everybody by, by submission, you know. And now he's uh, knocking out people as well. He's really looking good. I think he's training out of Alicante in Spain. Um, yeah, really good fighter, man. I really like him. Uh, we we call. I, I don't know if you called the knockout, but I called the knockout in the first round. Uh, we yeah, both so I thought it'd be grounded pound two. That's what I was expecting, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, what can you say about Ryan Hall, man? I mean, 
it worked to many people before, but it didn't work for to, to, against Tupuria. And Joe Rogan at a certain moment was like, both guys were on the ground, and Tupuria had this at the Ryan Hall's back, and he's like, Tupuria is in trouble now. It's like, huh? I see you saying, but I don't know. But uh, yeah, overall, good, good, uh, good win for uh, Ilya Tupuria. And this coming out party in the US for sure, man, because many people are super high on Ryan Hall, despite mm -hmm. him being injured many times. And uh, yeah, good, good fight or a good win for Tupuria. And I uh, wonder what, what we're going to see when we're going to see Hall back, because I heard he got this uh, broken hand with the, with the only punch he threw in the fight. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah, I want, I hope all is good for them. That's what he said. Yeah. Um, Tupuria isn't the tallest 145. It comes across like a star future top five. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I said, you know, there's lots of guys that have become champs that I think a lot of people didn't expect. You know, a guy like Rafael Losanos, who expected him to become a champion. You know what I mean? Like, there's always these guys. And but this guy is like a guy like maybe TJ Dillashaw. You know, a guy that I think a lot of us thought could be a, a champ one day. Or Cody Garbrandt. Maybe this guy's the next one of those guys. I think this guy's really good. Um, mm -hmm. Daniel Edwards thought that maybe we thought a, a draw in that uh, one of those fights. Yeah, yeah. I, the judges never, they, unless they, it's going to be ten eight, they're not going to score ten ten usually. Um, then again, Volkanovski is not tall. Yeah, I mean he's the champ, <laughs> and he's pretty short. Um, all right, next fight. Wow, another. Um, this guy won a bonus too. So the Fury didn't get a bonus. You could have given it to him, but whatever. I mean, it's tough to top this one. Drukas Duplessis, absolutely brutal, brutal knockout. Let me get this comment really quick. Tapuri is what we all thought Dexter's could be. Dude, very, very, very good comment. A lot of people were so high on that in your side, but he never panned don't out. You, uh, yeah, what are you going to say? Don't you think Tapuri looks like uh, Patrick Cote and uh, Charles Jordan having a baby? <laughs> could be. Yeah, it kind of looks like he's a first Canadian. <laughs> um, but let's talk about Drikus here. Drikus Duplessis knocking out Trevor Giles, coming across as a star, taking the mic afterwards, telling the world how to pronounce his name, telling them to remember his name. I mean, wow. Two straight fights with the knockout UFC now. And you know what, Marcel? The fight, Connor was how I was expecting it to go. I mean, he did win the first round. Drakus, um, he, he was showed a uh, good good ground game, too, which was nice to see. I mean, he's, he's real well-rounded, well right? But Giles was taking over in the second round, which is what I thought was happening. But Giles was playing a stupid, hands-down style of fighting, which is, I mean, does that work at the UFC level? I, I can't think of too many guys that that works for Marcel. Um, Anderson Silva, I guess, is one guy. But most guys keep their hands up, and yeah, Duplessis' guard was just much higher, and you know, took those shots from Giles against the fence, and then unloaded and, and knocked him out with a big right hand. I, I, this guy's amazing. What do you think of this guy, man? Yeah, the last person that said in the UFC, "This is my name. Uh, remember my name uh, when become a champion." So uh, I don't know, Duplessis. He looked good, man. You know, uh, first round, like you said, very solid overall. Uh, the stand up looked kind of weird in the first round, gotta say, to be honest, but his ground game looked, looked uh, very good. Uh, like you said, Giles was kind of taking over the second round, and then uh, Duplessis knocked him out. So okay. it was uh, was kind of kind of wild. Um, I really liked it, man. I think this guy has star potential, to be honest, man. And he's from Africa. Um, the UFC maybe can do an, an event in South Africa, you know, because I mean, South Africa would be, would be a place where, where they can go. And uh, they, they have some African, a lot of African guys as well on the roster, you know, from uh, all over Africa. So why not? And this guy, this guy can be a, a, a maybe not a very quick, a, a star, but he can definitely be a main card fighter, man. If he, if he proceeds like he's doing right now, man, he looked really, really sharp, man. 
Yeah. You know what, man? I really want to see that first Africa event. There's obviously tons of champions and great fighters from there now, but I've always wanted to see an event there. And the thing is, Africa, there's a lot of people who live there, right? And I think you could see a lot more guys coming up uh, from there, emerging as future champions, especially if they have an event there. So I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, South Africa, Nigeria, wherever. I mean, I think it just makes sense to do an event there at this point. I can, Eric Cameroon, too, is another one. Um, I can already see him, is he building a West African, South African narrative <laughs> build up? Yeah, very possible. Um, I think it makes sense. All right. Uh, Trevin Giles, man, first knockout loss in his career. That's crazy. I did not expect that, guys. All right. Um, Jennifer Maya and, and Jessica, I mentioned this earlier. Um, again, the interpreter said that she wants to tell shot next. That's not true. She said she wants to use one more win, which I think makes more sense. It's possible she does get rematched because that division is so shallow, but. Yeah, I mean, she was a pretty good fight. She deserved the win. Jessica I got uh, nasty um, clash of heads that she resulted in a bad cut. Um, I don't know if you've seen the memes, like a little smiley face with the yeah, cut. Yeah. It's kind of funny. <laughs> the the, the MMA fans are mean, man. But, yeah, uh, Jennifer Maia thought deserved the, the decision. Some people thought it was a robbery. What do you think? Yeah, it wasn't a robbery, man. I was even close to 30-27. I had a 29-28 myself for Maya. What uh, round did you give? Yeah. I gave her the third one, I think. I don't know exactly anymore, man. Yeah, I, got a little bit. I, I don't know for sure anymore. Um, the thing is, Maya was walking back, but she was landing more in my pain than I was landing. You know, I was going forward, going forward. Um, and that's what's swaying a lot of people, you know. But I was kind of surprised the judges had it all for Maya because there's always one judge normally who don't have it. Uh, we lost Adam, guys. I hope he's back soon. I have no idea where he is. Um, yeah, I will just proceed. I think um, it was it was a close fight. Let's let's be honest. Let's be honest. I think my hey, he's back. Hey, what's up, Adam? Are you back? Yeah, can you hear me? Okay, yeah, I can hear you now. So, so what I said was a close fight. I had it for Maya, but uh, there was I think a lot of people were swayed with I walking forward the whole damn time and Maya backing up, and uh, she she but she landed landed good counter strikes, you know. So, I'm uh, I, I think Maya won the fight. Twenty nine twenty eight is a good score. Mm -hmm. Um, Brad Tavares or Maya, Maya split decision. Uh, it was a close fight, but I thought I thought Brad deserved twenty nine twenty eight probably. Oh yeah, Amari. I think maybe the first one. I think I can't remember which one. Actually, all three of the scorecards were different so it was a pretty it was competitive but Tavares definitely deserved a win what do you think yeah it's like you said man it would be would be close would likely maybe be a split or unanimous with Tavares winning 29 28 uh winning always the third round yep. and he did again yep. so that's pretty much how we said it would go so yeah he, like I said he just has to win one other round like we talked about that and he did so he won this decision yeah. now what about this fight because this was the last fight um kicked off the card Zhao Zhumagulov submits Jermon Vera. They call it a guilty choke, but it's actually a front naked choke. That's what it's actually called. It's a very unique submission on UFC level. I don't know about this one, man. I mean, the kid was looking pretty good, and then he gets caught in this thing, but I don't think he was really fighting the choke very much. Like, he just kind of panicked and tapped out. This guy's 0-4 now, Jerome Vera. I can't believe that. I bet on this guy. Why did I pick this guy? I can't believe it. This guy's not UFC caliber whatsoever, obviously. He's, he's still young. He's only 26, but... He, this is a guy that panics, man. You can't do that in the UFC. What do you think? Yeah, indeed, man. Um, I, I didn't saw a finish in this one. I, I thought I would have gone to a decision with Zagas winning, but he got submission in the first round, and that was a it was a, it was a, it was a nasty choke. Let's be honest, man. But he I didn't know what to do with Rivera at that moment, and yeah, good win for Zagas, you know, and. Um, he needed it after two losses. The first one was kind of controversial against Paiva, but a clear loss to Albazi in the second fight. So uh, 
Yeah, he needed it. He got it now, and uh, let's see what's uh, next for him. You know, he's he's a big name, definitely in Kazakhstan, and people are like in Kazakhstan. Believe me, he's a big name over there. So um, yeah, he's. Uh, I'm looking forward to his next fight. This was a good good win for him. Rivera or four in the UFC is likely gone. Uh, I hope for him he can bounce back. Uh, he, he can do some good stuff in the regional scene and maybe get a second chance. Uh, I saw with, with with Sean Soriano who mm -hmm. went 0 three when he was younger. So. You don't know. You never know. Maybe, but Owen Four is tough to bounce back from, guys. Like I feel like he's he's performed the worst since like Kadiz Ibrahimov guy, who also I believe went Owen Four, right? These guys. Yeah, you really love. You really love that guy, right? That guy was. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just like I said. I, I thought there was some hit untapped potential here with him moving back to one twenty five, having that height and reach. And again, he was he was using it well in that first couple minutes with the kicks and stuff. But it just he just panicked, guys, and. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think he's gonna get another fight in the UFC after that. I'd be shocked if he. Wouldn't you be shocked if he got a fifth fight? Wouldn't you be shocked? Like, I'd be. You know, you know, well, you know what it is, man. He helped the UFC out last time with Ode Osborne when they needed the mm -hmm. fight because I think he was already cut, and uh, now he got the uh, he got it. Nah, he's not gonna get a fifth fight. I think I don't think he will. But uh, yeah, you, you never know, man. If the UFC likes the kid, you know. Yeah, and, and to be really honest, I don't want to shit on the dude, but the contender series fight, he didn't want that either. He got no. the win there. But yeah, you know what? You you're, you were you were onto that one. Even that fight was yeah. super. The fact that it was so competitive is kind of worry. So, just a stupid rebound me on that one. But yeah, Jalgas. I mean, it was his first submission win ever in his career. So like, I don't think anyone's predicting Jalgas was going to submit this dude. Let's be honest. You know, yeah, they only had one with strikes, I think, yeah. right? The submission yeah, strikes. They're yeah. calling those TKOs, and I think they're going back yeah. and changing all the, I don't know, submission punches, I think, was, you know, for a long time. But they're going to call it TKO submission punches. Anyways, yeah, I mean, UFC 264, guys. Let's, you know, we got a few more minutes here, so I'll take any other questions from other stuff that's going on during the week. Um, this, any final thoughts on this card before we wrap up? Uh, with UFC 264, Corey McGregor 3. Super fun card, man. I mean, I, I had fun from beginning to the end. I think it was an amazing card. Uh, and I'm really critical all the time. So I wasn't on Saturday. I really enjoyed it. Normally, it, you got it, You guys have to see, man, the main card over here starts at 4 a.m. So for me, it's sometimes really hard to keep my eyes open. But I haven't sleep during this card. Uh, I had my eyes clearly open, the whole card. So that means those were good fights all. So, uh, yeah, props to the UFC for uh, for putting this card together. And props to all the fighters, man, for coming out well, you know? Yeah, I agree completely. There's just a few other pieces of news this one I get on to. We have like 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. I'll take questions to you guys while, while we're here. And Dan, by the way, said uh, poor Soriano returns to the UFC after six years and gets choked out. Yeah, and he was looking pretty good in the feed against uh, Giagos before he got choked out. Um, I thought you were going to talk about the necklace from uh, Jake Paul. I mean, we I had to write about that yesterday, obviously, but we don't. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of fun. It's awesome. I think it's pretty cool. I think it's a, it, it's pretty cool, cool gesture. He's going to send it to him. But I think there's some other stuff. You know, um, yeah, this is not like the, the case. So the news is never pretty, right? We got to mention this because this is an MMA podcast, and if we don't mm -hmm. mention this, it'd be crazy. The guy with the most MMA fights ever, Travis Fulton, mm -hmm. age 44, committed suicide in prison on, I think it was Friday or Saturday, um, he hung himself. He was guilty of uh, possessing child pornography and I think like uh, making it too and stuff. He had a, a relationship with a, a girl under the age of, a minor, with a minor, right? So I have no uh, remorse in these pedos, man. I have no remorse in these sickos. Um, 
it's just worth noting. It's a footnote in MMA history. The guy with the most wins, the most knockouts, the most losses, I think, too, is is um, a pedophile. I mean, it's pretty sick. So any thoughts on this, man? <laughs> it's kind of nasty, to be honest, man. You know, when when somebody like that gets convicted, you know, his life is pretty much over. So, you know, um, mm-hmm. and through to his own fault, you know what I mean? So it's like... Yeah, you know, you, we also wrote about it on our website. You know, you have to write about it because it's the guy with the most MMA fights. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's yep. the thing. He is he's in the history books. Whatever you want about to do it or not, you can erase it. So um, he's in the history books, and he's not likely going to be out of the history books anytime soon. You know, because nobody's going to do what he did. Um, yeah, I also don't have any remorse for for pedophiles or people who who touch children, people who rape women, and that kind of stuff. It's for me, it's like a no yeah. go. And I think for many people with the common sense, that's a no go. So yeah, no, I agree completely. Actually, there's some there's some guys on YouTube that I follow that like they um they basically pose as young girls on on like dating websites, and then they meet these guys and they put it on YouTube. Like it's crazy. Like I don't know if you've ever seen these catches. Like it's yeah. There's one guy CC Unit. He's a huge UFC fan. He just met Khabib the other day. I love this guy's YouTube. I'm going to give that guy a shout out because he kills it, man. He's in San Diego, I believe. He gets guys and he makes them like confess, man. It's so crazy, guys. It's I have no remorse for these, these sickos. But I will say this. And you know what? I, I kind of – I was always like, why did this guy never get more shots in the UFC? Because he has 320 fights, right? Um, but he was only had two fights in the UFC. He's one and one, right? And it's always like, why did he never get another shot? But the thing is, if you look at his record, it's it's – the most padded record I've ever seen in my life. He fought bums, guys. Like he fought bums, and he really has no good wins. He only has like one or two good wins in all of those fights. In 320 fights, the best win he had is probably Joe Riggs. That is probably his best win. I'm not kidding. The guy's yeah, a mean, scrub. He was a scrub. He's a bum. And I'm honestly, Marcel, I, I don't, I don't think the world's gonna miss this guy at all. And he has like four or five fights on one night or like back-to-back days as well against ONO guys, you know, for what I mean. So it's like, and it's the early days, you know, when he fought as well. So that was uh, probably also uh, documented differently than it is right now. You know what I mean? So, and you got medical suspensions right now, which you didn't have back in the day. Uh, so it's like, yeah, I don't know what to say about it. No, I, I know. You know, I try to mention. So he does have the record for most wins, uh, 143 ever in MMA, and most submission wins as well, 104. But he only had eight decision wins, so he wasn't a good fighter, guys. He was a scrub who beat up bums. Who they literally picked out like the crowd basically to fight this guy. So he was a scrub. Um, it's funny though. He did fight uh, Sergey Spivak <laughs> four years ago, Marcel, and got submitted yeah, yeah. by Spivak in the first round. He lo- the last fight of his career was a win against Shannon Rich. That guy was another scrub, Shannon the Cannon Rich. You know him, Marcel? He fights everybody. Yeah. He's another can. He's a can. He's even worse than this guy. His record's 58 and 89. He had the mo- I think he has the most losses. He was a scrub, too. So, no, I mean, I don't want to rat on the guy too much because, again, you know, these guys are, they're, 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 they are kind of pioneers of the sport. But I'm just saying, you know, I'm just glad that Travis Fulton's out of it. We don't have to ever talk about this guy again. So, but it's, it's, it's a, it's a footnote in MMA history. You know, it's not pretty. There's a lot of bad people that have been in MMA, unfortunately. A lot of really horrible people. War Machine was a horrible person, Marcel. Um, I think he's in prison, right? Like, he's in jail, right, I believe? I think he still is, yeah. Let me, let me check. Um, but, you know, there's lots of well, you, examples, you, Marcel. You saw, you saw that Josh Grisby is out and he has a fight next month. Are you That guy's a piece of garbage, too. He, um, I think he, he's domestic violence, but he also, like, this, he also, like, 
would uh, choke his dog out and, and put his dog in rear naked chokes. That is yeah. beyond messed up, bro. Like, and that, uh, and, and on the certain moment, that dude was supposed to fight Aldo for the featherweight title, and then he got lo he lost to Poirier. I think. Poirier, yeah, I know. That was so, looking back. I, you know, what's funny. Yeah. So I was actually talking to my friend about that today because he was like, "Man, can you believe Poirier won?" And we watched him fight. I, I watched that card at my friend's house ten years ago. We were talking about we still we're still fans of the sport, you know, and yeah. we're still friends and. And we we're talking about that fight, and I'm like, dude, you remember when he beat up uh, Grisby? And he's like, yeah, man. And that fight with Maynard and, and Edgar, that card, that's one of the yeah. greatest fights of all time. That fight is sick. Um, but yeah, War Machine, let me check. Uh, I think he is. Okay, so apparently he's engaged with someone else, and he's still in prison. But he is—he got married again to someone while he's in jail, and he's a kid with. Uh, anyways, that, let's not talk about these guys. Um, we got a couple more <laughs> minutes, guys. I know. I just want to mention the following thing just because, again, it is something to, to, to mention. Um, maybe uh, quickly, I mean, I don't know if you saw this, Marcel, but Ariel, I don't know what you guys thought, but Ariel Hawani went off on uh, Dana White today. I don't know if you guys saw this. He was pissed, man. It was pretty interesting hearing what Dana, uh, Ariel said. I didn't really know this, but, like, according to Ariel said this himself. You guys see, he put it on his Twitter today. He, like, uh, Dana White would instruct the UFC security guards to have him like removed from the building while Dana White was in his presence because Dana White didn't want to have him in his sight of vision. So it's pretty nuts. I mean, I, I really have, I, I don't have a lot of comments about Ariel's move to the other networks. I mean, it's his, it's his life. It's his career. He can do what he wants. But I thought it was interesting that he was so open about this and he did make those um, comments about the uh, Hunter uh, Campbell thing with uh, threatening to strip guys of titles and stuff. He's really stirring the pot lately. Um, any quick thoughts before we get out of here, Marcel? Yeah, apparently I heard that Ariel's nose was blocking Dana's view. No, I'm just kidding. Um, oh. uh, no, I'm just kidding. Man. Ariel's a good guy. Um, he's, he's an okay yeah, guy. I, I have no problem with Ariel yeah. at all, guys. It's just a joke, you know? Um, I mean, I don't know what to think about it. You know, it's like, yeah, uh, it's, it's like an ongoing thing with Dana and Ariel, you know? It's, uh, I remember when they were best friends. And then I, when, I remember when Tito didn't want to uh, reply to an Ariel. Uh, uh, question and Dana's like, Oh, come on, Tito replied to him, I love Ariel. <laughs> that was back then, and now it's completely upside down, you know. But uh, yeah, it's just like it's a little bit childish from Dana's side as well, man. I, why why is he so bothered with the media all the time, man? And oh. also, also the UFC, man, they are so horny when they see those uh those those uh stars uh in the in the audience those uh celebrities like <laughs> oh there he is that's make a quick view oh there's the other star and there he comes and there comes justin bieber justin bieber so many times there steve oh man he's an og he comes the first fight he's there i respect that you know and uh, not not these guys who come in like yep. to, to cloak chasing i know there's a lot of cloak chasers but there was some guys like they're ogs like you said like steve he's been a fan forever yeah and... I mean, Justin Bieber is a fan, but I don't believe in. Yeah, I, don't even, I don't even think I can tell you one Justin Bieber song. That's what I'll tell you. Um, Travis Barker was there. I don't think I need to see him making out French kissing with his girl. I didn't uh, the Kardashian. I didn't need to see that. Yeah. Um, that was a little bit too much. I thought they obviously did that, but you know, it's not for me. But you know, my my girl loves People Magazine. She's like, hey, this is on People Magazine. That's why they did it. Marcel, let's get out of here. I'm gonna plug myself. And I'll let you plug yours. Um, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Mad Martin, and this podcast is of course always on MBAlgebra.com. It's on YouTube on Spotify, iTunes, all those places. Be back tomorrow at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern with Marcel to break down this weekend's UFC Vegas 31, Tiago Moises and Islam Makachev card. Looking forward to talking about the card with you, Marcel. Got 11 fights there. Um, also, guys, BJPen.com, MiamiNews.com, Elite Fantasy, Elite Sports Betting, Fantasy Fanatics. Um, I'm just trying to think where else. Uh, 
Miami news too. So a lot of places, guys. Um, of course, I mean, breaker though. It's the home. We're going to have a lot of stuff up this week. A lot of cards this week. Um, and I'll also have AJ on on uh, Thursday to talk about Bellator and probably LFA a little bit too. Marcel, quickly wrap up and uh, tell you guys, tell everyone where to find you. Marcel24, Twitter, Instagram, MMA, Dada now, and uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, wherever you can find it. And uh, make sure to watch tomorrow, same time. Yep. Thanks, Marcel, again, for, for joining me, man. Appreciate, appreciate all the questions, guys. We'll talk to you soon. Back tomorrow, 4 p.m. Eastern. Peace.